My name is Holly Kinnean and this is Dialing In With Habitus. Andy Carson is a Sydney-based architect working from a shared office space in Bronte. He and his team hadn't been there long before they relocated once again, though this time separately to each of their homes. Working amongst partners and young children, or children of any age, has been a challenge for us all. But for Andy, time spent in a shared and cross-disciplinary office meant he was somewhat already practiced in maintaining concentration in lively environments. As such, he has been better positioned to enjoy and appreciate the extra time alongside loved ones. His active projects are within the bounds of the New South Wales state border, so site visits haven't been stopped, and lengthened construction hours have meant they've been able to space out the amount of tradespeople on site without causing delays. However, Andy notes that once relationships are established, the workflow flows, and clients are generally happy to use technology to keep it up. The concern in Andy's eyes is the impact to find and foster new working relationships if travel is restricted or there are apprehensions around meeting in person. Today on Dialing In With Habitus, we speak to Andy about little challenges with meaningful impacts, including the welcome realisation that without the likelihood of a meeting in the near future, some clients seem to be more willing to pick up the phone for quick questions or small clarifications. Let's hear what else Andy has to say. Welcome, Andy, and thank you so much thank for you. your time today and dialing in with Habitus. My pleasure. I would love to start by hearing, in your own words, a little bit about your practice, Atelier Andy Carson, and your journey with architecture so far. Um, so, yeah, fairly small practice. It's been started about five years ago, so I still feel like it's early days, even though that five years has gone very quickly. Um, we generally focus on um, sort of concept houses, bespoke houses with a strong design focus. We're kind of low output, high quality or really high involvement in the projects. Mm -hmm. Our office is in Bronte in Sydney, almost beachfront. We've only been there for the last few months, been in the city before that. And then, yeah, we have projects currently in in Sydney, CBD on the northern beaches, um, up in Byron Bay on the south coast. And we've just been working on one in Europe in Greece as well. So they're all kind of all over the place. Yeah, and um, is it's mostly residential work, is that right? Yeah, it's nearly all residential, but there is the occasional commercial one sneaks in. But yeah, the main focus is houses. Yeah, and what's your team like? How big is that? How many people do you work with? Um, pretty small. Yeah, so it's generally just myself and one other full-timer, and then I have a few other casuals that are kind of bringing in here and there, just yeah, depending on the workflow. Um, but yeah, we were kind of in a point of transition about a month ago, hiring someone new as a more senior full-time person, but that's kind of been a little bit put on hold with the current situation. Yes, I can imagine. Um, yeah. I guess on that note, what were your what did your working arrangements look like prior to COVID and have they changed? You mentioned you have an office in Bronte. Yeah, so we share an office with a film production company. I mean, yeah, we've only just moved into here a few months ago. Uh, yeah, small little office and, yeah, just a small meeting room and then another room with three or four desks just to suit us. But it was always, yeah, face-to-face. We didn't really work from home at all mm-hmm. uh, before this. And then, yeah, so mainly the bulk of the work is always just done in the office and then just all the usual site visits to construction sites. But, yeah, we all kind of 
went home, just took all that computer time and just moved to the virtual world, I guess. Yeah, uh, but you're still in the office at the moment every now and then? Uh, today is actually the first day back. My uh, daughter has just gone back to preschool. It freed things up a little bit because we right. were my, myself and my partner were working at home and having our daughter running around in tow, which made it quite quite difficult but um, yes. yeah today's the first day sort of back in the office again which is uh, feels quite calming <laughs> yeah I can imagine what was that like I guess kind of navigating that space where you were all working from home or at the home with your daughter like how did you what were your methods of keeping up creativity and then also keeping focused in that changed environment yeah um it was kind of just survival really i was just as busy i didn't really have any projects drop off too much mm-hmm. um and then just yeah, juggling our, our daughter being at home as well kind of made it a bit harder we we're kind of just myself and my partner just working in sort of two hour blocks where we swap or depending if someone had a meeting or something to do mm-hmm. so um yeah that just meant staying up a bit later at night to make up the time, um, which was lovely being together and, and being at home. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely definitely a little challenging for the, the work, <laughs> workflow. <laughs> Have there been, I wonder, because if you work in an office space, which you share with other people uh, who work in other industries as well, I wonder, have you, did you sort of, have to learn different ways of keeping focus while other people were doing different things in your usual routine anyway? Yeah, definitely. I think it became much more focused working with someone else mm. um, remotely. You kind of had to really plan. I felt we had to kind of plan what we're going to talk about. Whereas in the office, you obviously just you know spin around on your chair and constantly chat or mm. you know run something by someone else. So it was kind of a little bit more independent work and more focused on the the questions and things you had. Yeah, yeah. But it's been interesting working with builders. I usually just have a site meeting sort of once a week or so for the projects but now finding the builders will actually call quite often with a FaceTime and sort of point their phone at a question and I found that really good. (laughs) Yeah right how I guess um that kind of leads me on to my next point which is uh, how you're reaching and and staying in touch with both clients and collaborators but also maybe the rest of your team. Yeah so with my own team it's just been just phone calls or the Mm -hmm. occasional FaceTime and then all the other clients and everything was nearly always just by phone or email anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only real big difference has been with the builders. So I have been continuing to have site visits once a week or so. Yeah. Um, just on the local ones in, in Sydney. I've been lucky that the more remote projects are only sort of at a planning stage and not actually in construction, which has actually been good timing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, basically just, just, I guess, FaceTime and email and all that, all that sort of stuff. Because the construction industry is still turning over, I felt it was important to still go to site as regularly because I'm kind of expecting all the builders to be there and continuing. So yeah, didn't want to say, oh, let's just FaceTime them. You know, I don't <laughs> want to go outside. Yes. How does site look at the moment? Is it any different to what it did uh, three or four weeks ago? As you said, construction still moving along, but I imagine that they would have to, I guess, slightly alter their routine and, and daily practice a little bit as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely there's less people on site. And they are, they do have the extended construction hours now, so they are doing mm-hmm. a bit more on weekends just so people aren't kind of working on top of each other. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty much restricted to sort of 10 people right. on the site or 10 to a particular area. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I think site managers are always pretty safety conscious anyway, so I feel like they've taken it on pretty easily and they're happy to remind people and say, hey, too many people in this area, let's move out. So, I think, yeah, from that point of view, it works fairly well. 
I guess my projects aren't generally huge anyway, so it's not like there's 200 people on site. Yes, either. yes. Residential would be a lot um, more compact compared to yeah. massive multi-developments. Yeah, absolutely. What about thinking thinking about the projects that you have that are in design stage at the moment? Have you had loose thoughts about how you would approach them if current restrictions don't altogether lift by the time that they're ready for the next stage? I think the, the hardest thing is starting new relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing starts with a handshake, generally yes. a new client or a new consultant or someone to really develop, start to develop that rapport to be able to work tightly together. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of gone. I think that's... Once the relationships are established, then I think it just flows as normal and people are happy to use the technology, but that is a bit of a difference. So I think, I guess, presenting concept ideas and things like that, it's usually lovely to sit in front of someone and get people's reaction and really work through it, whereas something will be lost a little bit with doing it via FaceTime, but Mm. I guess everyone knows the situation we're in, so they're happy to go with that. Yeah, it's an interesting point, actually, to think about the idea of new relationships and new projects and moving forward. I think everyone, you know, in our industry, uh, but as much as any other industry has enough going in the current pipeline. But I guess it's when those projects finish and near completion, it's the idea of how are we going to be able to conduct new business? Do you have any thoughts on that? I think it's a big unknown. Like you say, a lot in uh, industry projects do happen over a longer time scale. So there Mm. will be it might be a few months before there's a strong impact. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, maybe it's sort of next year it'll be much more about those new relationships and setting those things up. Um, but, yeah, I guess it's just being available and breaking down those those barriers of where you do usually wait for a face-to-face meeting. People are just being much more rapid and mm. just instantly calling and quickly moving through things, not saving up ideas or thoughts or questions, but just sort of, yeah, getting straight in there, I guess. That's interesting. Do you think that that's actually more beneficial and a better way to work? Uh, I think so. I think, I mean, if I'm talking purely working with other consultants and the client, I mean, it's always great to bounce ideas back and forth. And I do find quite often some clients do hesitate to call you. They feel like they're bugging you sometimes, whereas Mm. I'd love you just to call me with that one little thing. Sure. And um, the tiniest little detail of some little question, I'm completely down for. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think just encouraging that stuff. Yeah, I think it's a good thing, definitely. Uh, I guess kind of on that note, what are the lessons that you feel like you're learning for your own practice and what do you hope that the industry or even the country will take away from this experience? I'm really looking forward to the unexpected things. Like, you know, in a year's time, there'll be lots of interesting studies. that We've seen lots of instant impacts like air clarity and lack of pollution, things like that. Yes. Which will be very interesting to see all those unexpected benefits. I think that's the obvious things right now. People have had a real wake up on supply chains and how that work. Yeah. Like a just-in-time supply chain, I think, is great to sort of minimise waste and keeping too much stock. But I think people are a bit probably taken aback or asking the question what it actually means for other considerations. Mm-hmm. I was just sort of reflecting this morning that with the GFC in 2008, I remember at the time it kind of changed people's workplaces a little bit because people would often work in a CBD in a big office and was kind of frowned upon to work from home or in a smaller fringe office or even to share with another company was almost reflected like maybe you're not doing so well or you're a fledging little company but the GFC kind of changed that way of thinking where everyone kind of dispersed out and and started to work smaller and collaborative spaces. Mm. So I think this is almost like the next step again, more of a focus on fragmenting to everyone's house as well yeah that's going to be interesting 
meaning to say that more people will work from home in the future? Yeah, I think so, yeah. How do you think will we set up these spaces when we are working from home? I think a lot of people have kind of been thrown into it um, at the moment and people are working from their dining tables and kitchen benches and on top of each other at the moment as well. Do you think that there'll be more, uh, I guess, an appreciation for ergonomic proper office setup? And where do you think people will look to educate themselves on those things? Yeah, I definitely think that the size or the comfortability of people's home offices will grow. Mm. We've seen Bunnings and places like that at the moment just really busy. But there's an initial influx of people wanting to set themselves up mm. more comfortably and for longer term. But I think people building a new house or renovating will definitely put a much stronger focus on not just having a little desk in the corner or somewhere to sit with their laptop, but yeah, maybe like a small meeting room or something a bit more, mm. yeah, a bit more of a hybrid, yeah. Well, I think that's pretty much everything that I wanted to ask. Andy, did you have any final comments or anything that you wanted to add? Um, hopefully that was okay. <laughs> yes, wonderful. Thank you for dialing in with Habitus and all the best My for pleasure. the following weeks. Great. Thanks, Holly. Talk Thanks, soon. Andy. My name is Holly Kinneen. That was Dialing In with Habitus and you can read more about architecture, design and the creative community at habitusliving.com.au or by following Habitus Living on Instagram. A link to both of those and more in the episode notes.